Yes, lads, what is going on? And welcome to Season 5, Episode 3 of the Troy Sports Podcast. Um, still, I know two episodes as of right now, um, since this episode's gone live, ha- I have gone out on the new Troy Sports Podcast, on the new season, Season 5, and I still yet yeah, have not done a solo episode of the podcast. I've been getting the guests on. And I've just been wanting to make up for lost time, I suppose, and, and dish the podcast out as quickly as I can. But I do still need to get around to posting a solo episode of the podcast to tell you all a little bit more about where my fitness is at, my training, and the podcast itself, why I was away for so long, why the name has changed. And there's still some updates I need to do to like the YouTube channel and things like that that I'm getting around to now. And the whole setup has, has changed, which I've mentioned over the past couple of episodes the quality has improved drastically on the new iMac brand new camera quality as well and so yeah I need to do a solo episode of podcast to go over everything but I'll do that once you know I get a couple of episodes out get the new season up and running get the ball rolling a little bit more and then get everything finalized on the Instagram and and on the YouTube and on, on Spotify and things like that but once that's all done we will be back in action with the with the uh, solo episode talking about all the brand new updates. But for this episode, season five, episode three of the Troy Sports Podcast, we are joined with Niall Fergus. Niall Fergus was back on the podcast in 2021, in August of 2021. So like we mentioned in this show, that was nearly two years ago now. And since then, so much has changed for Niall in terms of his own personal uh, athletics career and, and journey and we, we get into that in, in terms of how he's shifting over uh, from the from just running to the duathlon and the triathlon doing a little bit more cycling and swimming and um, due to some Achilles injuries so we discussed that a good bit in this episode and as well everything that mini athletics has to offer Niall recently and um, one year ago now has gone full-time with mini athletics he is the uh, main master franchiser over here in Ireland and they are looking to set up more franchises and more classes throughout the country throughout the counties within the Ireland and um, as he mentioned there's multiple franchises set over in the main headquarters over in England and he's trying to grow mini athletics here in Ireland by setting up more franchises in places like Cork, Limerick, Carlow, you know, more classes just within within Dublin, more franchises within Dublin. And um, he's also always looking for more coaches to help run and train in for them franchises. So a lot on his plate at the moment. We get into absolutely everything in terms of Niall and Mini Athletics in this episode. So I'm really, really looking forward for you all to give it a listen. All Mini Athletics details from their Instagram pages and their website are down in the description below um, as well as the website so you can um, head down there in in the description and the show notes notes to give them a follow over on their instagram pages and to find out more about mini athletics down um, on their website so don't hesitate to to give them a a little check out once you've given this episode of the podcast a listen with niall fergus from mini athletics all right lads so i am joined with niall fergus from mini athletics now we've been having a little bit of trouble with internet connection um over the past couple of minutes but hopefully it, it holds up enough to get us through this episode yeah perfect so um Noel, you you were on the podcast back in august of 2021 so coming up to two years now a lot has changed since then for for you as both as an athlete and as part of mini athletics yeah a lot's changed a lot's changed um yes yeah, so we've been we've been continuing on mini athletics as normal and um, 
you know, we just have um, recently there Christmas um, I became the master for franchise of Ireland. So um, we're looking to expand Mini Athletics into Ireland. Um, Mini Athletics is a franchise. Um, so that means um, someone is, a, is, a, is an owner in different parts of whether it be, it could be, say, Manchester and England, then Liverpool, then Portsmouth, Southampton. So I have an area in Dundalk, Broad Swords. That's my area I bought um, off Mini Athletics HQ headquarters. And now I've recently, there at Christmas, bought Mini Athletics Ireland. So I'm now currently looking for uh, people in Mead or South Dublin or Cork or Limerick to come on and, and buy um, it, it, their place in Limerick or their place in Cork and buy their area and set up like I've set up and I'll help them through that process. So so it's it's... Currently and even on over on Instagram, it's Mini Athletics on Dark Draw the Sword. But now, will it will it be just Mini Athletics Ireland? Yeah, there is. There's a page now. It's set up Mini Athletics Ireland. So there is a page, and um, it only started there in February or March of this year. So there's a Mini Athletics Ireland page, and that has about three posts. And um, we're still waiting. We're getting the website set up um, more better um, on the HQ side. So if people say if Killian says he's interested to set up in South Dublin, then there's a franchising area on the website you can go to and it'll have a picture of me and a video of me of saying why Mini Athletics is great and why it's um, work-life balance and, you know, why it's great to, that you'll be inspiring kids and bringing it to your area and, um, yeah, just what, why, what, what great things have brought for me and what great things I can hopefully bring for the new person that will set up in whatever part of Ireland. Definitely, and obviously you're you're trying to expand to, to loads of different places. If someone's listening in now and they want Mini Athletics to, to come to them, what, I suppose, are, are the requirements for Mini Athletics to, to come to your area or even just your county? Um, yeah, if they're, if they're interested for me to come to their area, like I'm, I'm, coming, to, I'm coming to Navin soon, and there's nobody in Mead. Like I'm looking for someone to set up in Mead but what I'm doing is I'm coming to Navin um, in the hope that a parent, normally sometimes parents, they bring their kids and they say, oh, God, this is great, and the child's getting great benefit out of it. And But maybe they might they might look to set it up themselves. So they could come to me and say, Niall, this is great what you have here. You have one location in Navin. I'm starting up in Navin in September. But I want someone in me to bring it to Dunboyne, Dunshockland, Ohermeehan, and... So we're starting, we're starting the case in Navin, and I'm going to be starting it. But in the long term, we want someone to, to become the Nile Fergus in Dundalk, draw the sword, say of Mead, and maybe another county, possibly a bigger area. But, um, but they can go onto the website. There's a franchising site, a, a place on the website, and and they can. There's a there's an email address, and they can put their email address, and from that they can start the process. Um. In looking at the franchising area if, if they want to set up and of course Niall, unfortunately you can't be at, at two places at once and you know we're expanding in in terms of you know bring bring them in to different places around the country that comes with, with needing coaches and of course i was involved with mini athletics as a coach um up in alta for a while so that's another challenge you're, you're gonna face is yes you can get the location and you can get the the customers within that location as well as the facilities but for actually to get the coaches there for it to run smoothly, that's another challenge for you. 
Yeah, exactly. You do need uh, bodies and people, and I can't be ever at once. So um, I'm going to be in Navin for a few weeks and set up with a coach and train him up just like I trained you up. You were trained up actually very quickly, and you were very quickly, and um, you, you went to it like a like a duck to water. You, you were very good. Um, but sometimes coaches take longer to train up. Um, so I'll be in Navin for a certain amount of time. It could be six or eight weeks. I'll probably there, be there for longer because I also was set up before you were set up. But you did. You were very quick to it. Um, but I'll I'll get Alsa that it's or not Alsa. I'll get Navin that it's running up to a certain point and I'm happy with it. And then I can step away and you'd you'd be the, you'd be in the hope that um, someone will see oh this great thing is happening and we can just not deliver it to Navin but deliver it to Dunboyne, deliver it to trim deliberate and, and any part of ireland but that someone would say i want to take this on i want to help the cause and inspire lots of kids and uh, give give classes of toddler classes of five to seven year age classes to my area and i want to build on this and i want it to become my job and inspire the kids definitely and and tell us a little bit about obviously mini athletics is is based mainly over in England. So tell you you mentioned there about, you know, the, it's now the master franchise here over in Ireland. You're the owner of it. And you were over in England and, and you were having meetings and, and, and discussing everything to do with Mini Athletics over in Ireland. Tell us a little bit more about that experience. Yeah, so the last two years after COVID there, we, I've, I've been to the conference. So at the conference, we go and discuss different ideas, different speakers come on and they might talk about mental health. There was was this was this year. They might talk about social media, how to do things, social media like podcasts and do lives on your Instagram and do reels and all these things that are happening now and translate and communicate better to the public and how you can get your voice out there and how you can communicate things better to the public and what you're doing and why they should come to your classes. Um. So the conference is very good. You share lots of ideas. <clears throat> in England, there's um, something like 30 Nile Ferguses in different areas. Um, there's 30 franchises. And in Ireland, there's only myself. So, you know, in, in a few years, we would love to say that there's four or five franchises, maybe one in Cork, one in Dublin, the, the one I have, maybe one in Limerick and Galway. People have expressed interest in two areas already in Ireland. And they're kind of on slow burner at the minute. Uh, two people have expressed interest. And the reason they've expressed interest is because they're in a certain part of Ireland, could be Offaly, and they're seeing, oh, there's nothing for my child to do in Offaly. There's no classes to go to. There's Maybe there is classes. There could be ballet. There could be um, other things. I know my daughter goes to ballet and stuff. But there's no athletics. There's no movement classes. Um, so they've seen a gap. They've seen that there's nothing for them to send their child at such a young age, walkers, two years, three years, five years. I'd like to set up. They've seen it in Drawdit and Dock and Swords. They've, they've seen it somewhere, and they have reached out um, to us, and um, we're just waiting on them to, to get back to us. Um, so there is a huge potential. People have got, got in touch with us, and we haven't uh, put it up on, on Facebook or Instagram or anywhere yet to say you can avail of this but they've come in early and and how would that change your involvement in in mini athletics if you know more franchises do become prominent throughout the country would would it take a little bit of pressure off you if you end up getting classes in counties like cork and all over the country but at the same time yeah. the franchise sets up there it would take a bit of pressure off you 
Yeah, so in, in terms of me, I, I would be the support the support point for the person in Cork. They would we'd, we'd, we'd obviously do Zoom calls or um, calls over the phone, but we, I'd also have to go down and do on-site visits to see like the first class, if they, if they were launching their first class in Cork in the city, I'd go down for the first class. Um, they would obviously do a training weekend uh, before that, and we'd do lots of Zoom calls for training, but the first class that they launched, say, for 2023 in June, I'd go down and see that class and um, just oversee it. I, I would do nothing else. And, um, it's in their own hands then. Once they've done the contract, done the training, done the Zoom calls, done everything, uh, they would take the class. But for the first class, I would come down and see it and just see the standard and see how well it's done, see how people have reacted to it. Um, and then you would come down in another three months maybe and see how it's come on since then. And of course, the, the main Instagram account and, and the main you know, areas where it's currently being run uh, is Dundalk, Trotter and Swords. Tell us how have they've come on over the past, you know, even since August 2021 when you were on the podcast last time? Yeah, they've, they've come on very well. Um, I wasn't working full-time in, in Mini Athletics when I was on the podcast to you. I was having a part-time job in the crash and I was doing Mini Athletics, so I was doing two things. Um, so since then, February 2022, I came full-time. So I'm now over a year full-time just doing mini athletics. That's my solo job. Um, so I have a year over my over my belt or into my belt. Um, and it's been going quite well. Um, it's been going quite well. I've, I've, I have a salary to pay myself. I have a salary to pay all my, uh, my coaches. Um, it's going quite well. We've also had a had a baby in the meantime. We've had uh, Oshin come join us since Christmas, so there's been a lot happening. Um, but I'm very happy that I've gone full time because that was a big thing, um, and that's what's happened. Yeah, since then, and now we're looking to go to Navin, and then I've become the master franchise of Ireland. So. Since I was last talking to you, I've gone full time the master franchise of Ireland, and now we're looking to go into other areas in Ireland, as I said. And, you know, you're there, you uh, also have summer camps coming up as well. And with, you know, the success of Dro uh, Dundalk, Trahad and Swords, I'm sure them places are, are being taken up really quickly. Yeah, the summer camps are good. Um, sometimes people say, you know, summer must be our busy period. Um, it is busy with summer camp, but um, summer camps obviously would be nine to one and people are doing different things in the summer. But I call our busy period kind of September to June. The school period uh, we we work a lot like a, a school diary or a school calendar like obviously an easter we might do an easter camp and halloween we might do a halloween camp but at the same time i might just take halloween off and um, but we're definitely like a school calendar um, and in the summer we do summer camps but for for august i'll take most of august off and then i know in september it'll be full steam ahead and and obviously, like we mentioned throughout the episode, you uh, you are the the main man over here in Ireland in terms of mini athletics. How does that play into into your flexibility on, on in your work hours? Um, yeah, like it's it's a lot of hours. Like uh, you know, your phone's always going. People, well, you know, sometimes if I put an ad up on, you know, I, I I didn't have an ad up on Facebook there recently, but I put one back up, and I've I've noticed that. Um, and maybe it's the summertime or we're going into different areas like Navin and Phillipstown and Dundalk, but my phone has been um, hopping there the last few days, which is good. Um, but your phone's always hopping 
you could be doing classes and then you could be doing admin work. So, you know, I think in terms of I have to delegate more work, um, I have, I had a coach with me there recently and um, unfortunately she's leaving, but I interviewed another girl there today and I will be interviewing people. Um, so I have a schedule Monday to Friday um, in Dundalk and the, the outer skirts of Dundalk um, for the school timetable. And I'm looking now for another person to come on board to have another schedule. So we have two schedules. So we double the work um, and we look to go to more places, more schools. So um, yeah, in terms of last year, it was just me and my schedule, but now to become bigger and to become a, go, to, go to more schools, we're looking to have two people on board. Definitely, and, and of course, it's not just the, the weekly classes and the schools that you guys do. Like you mentioned, we have, you have the summer camps, Easter camps, camps during Halloween. We also do things like birthday parties. Yeah, birthday parties, fun days, uh, July provision. God, like people just come to us and send us an email and say, can you do this? And I automatically probably say when I read the email, you know, God, we do do that, but I didn't know we could do that or that was under our services. But um you know, a fun day and a bear to party are kind of similar. You know, you're delivering some same sort of classes that might be tailored to a princess, a princess bear to party or whatever. Like, um, but slowly but surely, our services are becoming becoming more like they're becoming, as I say, our, our services are becoming uh, more broader. Definitely, definitely, and, and that's that's great to see, and hopefully more of that can be you know spread around the country as um, as people begin to, to open franchises in, in, in different um, in different counties. But maybe Noel, for people that haven't listened to the to the other episode of the podcast back in twenty twenty one, tell us the, the, the main concept of, of Mini Athletics and, and what you'd be in for if you attended one of the classes. Yeah, the main concept um I would say Fun, fun is definitely one of the main objectives. Uh, fun. They're also going to learn. Um, they're going to learn. They're going to be. They're going to have fun, and uh, they're going to have a big smile on their face. We want them to have confidence. So, smiling, confidence, learning, and fun. They would be four of the main things that we want the child to, to get at the end of the class. And um, they come and they get to be on the podium at the end. So hopefully when they're on the podium at the end, they'll, they'll think they're great, they'll have loads of confidence and they'll want to come back to the next class. And if they go to a different activity or they go to a social a social event, a birthday party, they'll be more confident with other kids in that. So we want to get them used to different environments and be confident. No, definitely, definitely. And tell us uh, as well if, you know, some someone's listening in now and they live in Swords and they're going to go to the class on Sunday in a hypothetical sense. Tell us what they what they'd be in for. Yeah, what they'd be in for. Um, so if you take a two to three year old to the toddler Diddy class at um, ten to ten, if if they come at ten to ten, um, you know everyone will come in. They'll come in. We'll give them a shooting star. We'll give them something to play with, and we'll get them throwing it round and running round and having lots of fun. And the music will be on. The lovely mini athletics music. And then we'll get them sitting down, and um, we, we'll wake up our favourite friend, um, and I'll, I'll leave that for the class to happen who the favourite friend is. But then we'll get them doing games. It could be a team of the beach, or it could be a team of space. We do different teams each week, and um, they'll do lots of different games, or they'll be running, throwing, and jumping. And um, they won't even know what they're doing. They'll be having that much fun. 
they'll have races at the end of it, a running race, and they'll get a sticker at the end of the, the class to say that they had a great time and they enjoyed it. And hopefully they'll have smiling faces at the end of it and they'll hope, hope to come back. Definitely. No, does like like you mentioned there, they they be having so much fun. The 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 actual team of the game isn't the main thing um, for the kids, but at the same time, they'll be having so much fun. But they'll be learning new skills like running and jumping and and throwing and 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 much much more. Yeah, yeah, they'll be doing all them things as you say. Yeah, you're right. Definitely, definitely. So um, no, look, Noel, mini athletics itself, um, especially since you came on the podcast in, in 2021 you've become the main franchise guy over here in 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 ireland as well you're looking always to expand you've you're working with schools you're doing birthday parties um, and at the same time you've it's allowed you to go full time in terms of um being the the, the master franchiser for mini athletics over here in ireland so yeah that 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 is um that's that's great to hear but at the same time yourself personally in terms of your athletics career your running career that has also taken a shift since the last time you've been on the podcast yeah um yeah i always kind of said i had issues with my achilles and that and it kind of it has improved i think it's improved since we've last been talking um but maybe it's improved because i've adjusted my lifestyle and adjusted my training and i kind of said like oh i can't I've said since the last time I can't run six days a week, I, I have to um, take a break. I probably only run two or three times a week and I cycle two or three times a week. And if I can, I fit in a, if I can, I fit in a swim. So I'm, I'm going to kind of triathlons and I'm going more to uh, cycling and I'm enjoying the cycling. Actually, something I, I didn't think I'd uh, enjoy, but I think you have to adjust if you can't do what you want to do running or playing football so I did adjust and I'm, I'm doing more cycling and I'm, I might only be doing 15k for the week in terms of five by three five by three times a day five k by three times so uh, I've adjusted and I'm doing my heel raises and doing all my exercise and my rehab so my cycling my running has been reduced and I'm doing more cycling so I am as a result of that yeah definitely and so is the triathlon uh, the and maybe even the just the duathlon is that the, the main goal at the moment the main I suppose reason you get out the door and, and train and, and the main way that you've you know set up your training plan and adjust your training is for the duathlon and the triathlon as well yeah that's it that's what i do now um like i ran a 5k the park run at the weekend and i was happy at my time i just another 18 minutes and um that was i treated like a like a race like the park run i did see where i was and um but I think if I run six days a week, my Achilles plays up on me. And um, if I if I don't be doing the rehab, and sometimes it's it's hard to keep on top of the rehab. And when you have kids and a family and a business, it's it's hard to keep on top. But I know I had chats with yourself. I'm keeping on top of it, but you do try your best. Definitely, definitely. So in terms of of your Achilles, how it is now to maybe when you were on the on the show last time, how how is it? Um, it's probably. It's probably, it's hard to know. I was going to say it's probably similar. It's probably similar. Um, the only thing now is if I go out and run 15K per week, if I'd done 40K, my Achilles probably would, would play up on me if I'd done a higher scale. But I, it doesn't, I, I don't allow my Achilles to play up on me because I don't give it enough effort. I, I don't do enough mileage to say, oh, that it's sore. 
so in, I go on the bike and I balance it out. Um, but I know it's it's kind of 60% okay at the minute I do. I need to do more rehab and I, I need to be in a place where I can run more to, to test it. So I did give it a good test on Saturday, but um, I know in my head I need to do more rehab, uh, more like three or four times a week rather than once or twice a week. And how was it after your 5K on Saturday? Because I know you uh, came first in that 5K park run as well. Yeah, yeah, it was. The only thing, the only thing that was wrong was I just had a, a small blister. That was the only thing. So it was, it was okay, and it, it does be, seem okay. But um, I know it could be in a better place. Last November, October, I was in a great place. I, I haven't done speed sessions really this this summer, and if I do a speed session every week or two and I'm, I'm coming out good, then I know it's in a good place. Um, but, um, yeah, it was okay after the 5K, just a wee blister, but it was, it was grand, the blister the next day. And then on a day-to-day -day basis with your Achilles, I suppose, how, how does that stand with you, it, it, excluding maybe like the, the cycling or the running, if, if you have a day where you're just super busy, how, how does the, the Achilles feel? Is it a tightness pain? Is it, it more... Kind of explain the, the pain to us maybe on a general, normal day without trying um, Yeah, no, it, it's kind of probably generally fine. It doesn't it doesn't do anything to me. Um, it doesn't affect me. The only thing I say when it does affect me now is sometimes in the morning, I think one morning, well, I remember on the 1st of January of 2023, I woke up and my Achilles was sore. And I know people always say, oh, your Achilles is going to be sore first thing in the morning. And I remember saying to you one time, mine has never been like that. Yeah. But I remember 2023, the 1st of January, I did find a soreness in my Achilles first thing in the morning. And now I think I have a conscious thing in my head that it, I'm going to be a bit cautious in the morning because it is going to be sore. So the only point when, when I do feel unsure about it is in the morning. But on a daily nine o'clock ten o'clock it's only say if i get up seven or eight that for the first half an hour i'm going to be a bit cautious yeah definitely so i do remember us um discussing one time about how yours used to be a case of you'd wake up in the morning it would only be kind of after training but um yeah no it, that that was similar with with my achilles and you know on, on the same after i run i can feel it but mine is tight a, a tightness issue because my, both my calves and my achilles do get quite tight so once i kind of stretch them out about about out foam roll them use the massage gun on them before and after training like I'm, I'm i'm pretty okay in that sense yeah yeah and it's all it's, it's a confidence thing it's a confidence in your achilles like if you're confident in it then you will be confident in it if you're not you're not but it's all it's all about as well where is your achilles but it's also in your head too having a confidence about it Definitely, definitely. And you mentioned there as well, you're really enjoying your, your cycling at the moment. We get into how that could improve your running, but talk us through, I suppose, your your new, I suppose, endeavour in cycling in terms of your bike and, and your training and learning about the sport, because it is very different to running. Yeah, it is very different to running. Um, it is very different to running. I went out on a speed session with a few very good cyclists about two months ago. And I knew they were pretty good, and I knew I'd probably find it tough, but it was a different ball game. It was like they were Elliot Kachopi, and I was out the door with them when they took off. Um, but I didn't know it'd be like that. I thought it, I thought I'd still be able to see them in terms of see them, like um, be able to see their bike. But within ten or fifteen minutes, I could not see them. And so, and then, so. 
what what talk to us a little bit about the uh, the speed session itself because a lot of you know a lot of what what we do on the show here is in relation to to running and it's great to see that you are cycling as well and, and trying something new so maybe in, in relation to running how would a, a speed session look like in terms of cycling yeah well the speed session the speed session um like so they had they had a route done out like like people that have a route done out for a running session except on a bike it's a bigger bigger route but i kind of knew some of the route and kind of know, didn't know the, didn't know the full route and then when they did take off i couldn't see them at a certain point and they were gone so then i went and done my own cycle but um yeah like i think there's different terms of speed sessions like if you go on youtube there was a fella there talking and he was there like your maximum capacity so you could do your maximum capacity for 15 seconds um, and that could be a speed session and you take a break for two minutes and you could do this by 12 so 15 seconds by 12 going at your maximum capacity doing your what is it your um opening up your diaphragm or, or whatever it is but then you could also do like a, a tempo-y kind of for two minutes going at pretty hard and um, but that's also kind of a speed session and um, because then a tempo would be kind of just going for longer intervals like 20 or 30 minutes and um, at a good tempo but speed session can be going for two to tr two to four minutes say but they'll could always be going for a, a, a flat out 15 seconds um but when i was with them lads on that speed session um I don't know. I don't know. I don't know uh, what it, it looked like. I'll have to talk to Aidan, the fella I went with. But um, it was as if they were doing a tempo for an hour. It, but that kind of they call that a, a speed session. Maybe it's more like a tempo for an hour. Um, but like he, we done a race there. We done a. It was a league. They do a league, so six week league. And last week he said his average uh, for that race was 42 kilometers per, per hour his average and my average was 33 kilometers per per hour so his average was you know a lot higher yeah definitely so the, that was that was an evident i suppose in in the, the session you went out with them you didn't expect them to be maybe as you know far ahead as they as they were but of course like you said the triathlon and the duathlon and just you know bike training itself is something that you've only recently taken up so you're always i suppose still learning and and, and at the same time you are um you're you're still in, still improving yeah like the lads that i went out with that tuesday night they call them a1 cyclists so that means they are the, like probably i don't know apart from professional but they're professional probably above a1 but they're the a1 is the semi-professional cyclist and uh that's in Dublin, so there's a Dublin league, and if you're an A1, you're the top cyclist in Ireland, apart from a professional, and then there's A2, and then I think it goes B1, B2, but I'd be probably B2 or C, but I was out with the A1 lads, and that was out of my, um, out of my whatever, debt, but um, I wanted to give it a go, and I did find a group that would be my kind of area, and um, I, you know, you, you'll go around different groups, and I'm glad I did find a group definitely definitely and tell us a little bit about your bike because you know you, you see the triathlons the duathlons and, and the rmns and you know the the cyclists themselves and they all have have different bikes it's a little bit similar to like you know everyone being enthusiastic about running shoes so i'm, I'm, I'm sure it's similar in terms of cycling yeah it's funny because when i do the duathlons and the triathlons and you 
you know, if I see the shape of you as a runner, you'll be like, oh, God, um, you know, he must be pretty fast. He's 10, he's lean. But you don't know until he gets going. But then if you see someone's bike and you say it's got these type of wheels, it's got it's it's carbon frame, you know, that that's their um that's their weapon, I would say. That that's what's gonna improve them, that's what's gonna make them faster than you. So if you pull out your bike from the from the car boot and, and you'd be able to say, Oh god, Killian, he looks like he's a good bike, he'll be fast today there. Um Obviously, it helps. And then I told a fella, you know, my bike's only worth a thousand, thousand euro. It's not great. If I got one that was five thousand euro, I'd go quicker. But then also, someone said, you know, it's it's about the power in the legs. So if I have good power on my legs and I have a bike that's a thousand, like I do, then then I'll be quite good. It's not just about the the bike itself. It's about the cyclist. So the two have to go hand in hand. Definitely, and at the same time, the cycling will help your running. You know, even if you're not. It will, yeah. Yeah, like you said, even if you're not doing such high mileage, cycling as well will improve your cardiovascular, you know, fitness. Yeah, I thought I was, I thought I was great on Saturday at the park run. Um, there was a few lads in there, runners, runners. They don't do triathlons or, or cycling, and I bet, I bet a few of the lads. Now I don't know how their training's going or whether they, they'll say they're probably took it as a, a tempo run or whatever, but. I hopped on my bike after the park run and people were there like, did you take the bike and win the park run? That's how you want it, taking the bike, you know. Um, but, I, you know, it's, but then like I know I can have my injury. So that's the, that's the downflow with me that my injuries can pop up at the right or wrong time. That's why I'm trying to balance it out with the bike, etc. But it was, it was good to see that with my training, I'm still up at a good, at a good level. So how many times a week are you training now between the bike and the running and, and swimming as well? Because I know swimming's not as accessible as stuff like running and, and cycling where you can just jump out the door and, and get one done. Yeah, no, I definitely do two runs. So I, at the minute, I might just do 5K and 5K for the two runs. And then cycling would be three times a week. And I didn't, I didn't swim last week, so three cycles and two runs. But if I, if I can get more in, I'll get more in. Definitely. And in terms of races coming up and, and goals in whether it's the duathlon, triathlon or maybe even more park runs, do you have anything down on the calendar? Um, so on the calendar every week now for the next six weeks is, is this league with the bike. So it's called the Bike Station League and it's in Dundalk. So I've done the first league, the first round Thursday and this Thursday again it's a second site, it's the second race and you'll get points tallied up and it's in terms of you can have your leisurely cycle and in terms of races like it's supposed to bring you on hugely in terms of cycling, in terms of pace and there's different, there's handicaps so you go out with the group that suits you um, but it, it, it is bringing me on, like I've done the Loud Championships two weeks ago then I did League 1 there Thursday and then I'm going to do Round 2 of the League so this when it comes up to tourism, I'll have three weeks of kind of races on my belt. Early, so you know the 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 league allows you to, un, unlike when you you went out in 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 the training session with the A one guys, it brings you back down to to more people in I suppose within your depth. Yeah, no, I'm I'm as I say with cycling, I'm I'm only in it six months probably properly this this year starting off. I've I've been at it probably three years over COVID, but this six months has been like. It's been like helmet on. Uh, let's let's brace it. Let's go for it. And I've been giving it my all, as much as I can with family and work commitments. But um, 
I'm giving it my all. I'm even doing the bike league, signing up for the bike league. I, I, I want to, um, and I'm trying to do as many of the six weeks as I can. I know I'll be away for one of them for a holiday, but it's going to take me on hugely, I think, in terms of, say, Duatlon next January, February, because Duatlon season's over. So Duatlon season will go January, February, March, April. And um, so whatever i done the Duatlon season, like to recap, sorry, i done Black Rock Duatlon and last year and finished up with an hour and a minute and this year i did it in 56 minutes so there was a huge improvement this year definitely definitely so it does show that even especially even if you're not running as much the bike and and and, and you enjoy it and it keeps you injury free is contributing to your overall fitness um, and 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 tell me a little bit about the the swimming because you know i've listened to multiple podcasts of runners getting injured and then picking up the, the duathlon the triathlon because swimming and cycling isn't you know as impactful but the swimming sometimes takes a little bit of a hit because it's not as accessible and the bike complements the running and the running complements the bike so tell us how you're trying to fit some some swimming into into your training and what that swim training looks like yeah well swimming i kind of say when i talk about swimming i suit myself so the black rock triathlon involves very little swimming it's 500 meters and the last two years it's been up to your hips so this year i swam for 10 seconds then walk for 10 seconds swam for 10 seconds walk for 10 seconds i think i was in the water for seven minutes so i wasn't going out of my depth for the swim and i did i did train i trained heavily like i say heavily twice a week and i know i trained twice for the week for swimming and maybe half an hour each and an hour long of swimming but i think i need to like that's the one thing I struggle at regarding triathlon and the sprints are great because then you don't get tested and you only go as far as you can go. Like Ironman, you're going to be in the water for over a mile or whatever, but there's an Olympic an Olympic distance that I was thinking of doing in Carlingford where you could be in the water for 30 minutes and and you won't be able to touch the ground of the, of the, of the sea, let's say. And so now that's a big, that's a big, um, that's a big step on from Black Rock. So I would like to do it, and I don't know whether I'll do it this August or next August. Definitely. I suppose the fact that you could stand up and, and walk for a couple of seconds, not only did it allow you to you know, keep some energy, but it was also a mental thing as well, where you knew worse came to worse, you could just stand up and stop. Yeah, so the swimming comes last into my training, and in terms of accessibility, and, you know, there's just, I prefer, I really prefer the bike, and I really prefer... Um, the running and um, where opposed to swimming so you know i put it last on the on the only that was coming up to black rock trap on that time i said i better start and get some swimming in that i was coming close to it definitely definitely so are you are, are you now looking to really start incorporating more swimming into your training and um, i'm supposed to be but i haven't i haven't said i'm doing the carlingford yet and i don't know whether to put it off for another year because there is other races that it will be tested in in the water and i won't be able to touch the ground but there won't be there won't be over a mile long you'll be in the water for 30 minutes so i'm still debating in my head um, and i haven't been in the water yet since black rock really so this week i better get the swimming cap on and just make a decision i'm going to make a decision this week um about what i'm going to do carring further just do port beach there's one in port beach i think there's one in dublin as well um, it won't be just as long in the water because it'll be a sprint. Olympic distance is a mile in the water. So it's just the distance. 
yeah, uh, but you know, even my my own experience with with swimming, in comparison to running, it's it is very very difficult, and it can be scarier uh, compared to to running. Just the fact that you know it, you you are in the water and you can't just stop as easily can if if you're running. So it is a a, a very different to both the cycling and the running, and it's it's a major you know downfall for many people that come from cycling and come from running backgrounds as, as they take on the triathlon. So it is a case of just knuckling down and, and getting into the water as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, I think it takes up more time, and, and it's, it's my weakest one. I'd be slower at it. So, like, you know, I'm at the triathlon a year and a half or whatever, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing it at my own pace. I'm not like, right, let's go hell for leather. Like, you know, I have a family. I'm just doing more time in the bike, doing more time at the at the, uh, the running, and I'm not really, not that I'm not bothered, but, like, I'm just doing it at my own at my own capabilities, and I'm doing it at my own uh, time frame. I'm not, you know, I'm putting more time on to the cycling uh, rather than rather than the swimming. But I'll see each year as I go along, and as if I get more time on my hands. Definitely, no, definitely. Um, like you said, it does take up more time rather than just jumping out the door for a for a, a run or or a cycle. But it'll be it'll be great to see Niall how how you come on, whether it's in within the duathlon or um, the triathlon but now if anyone was was listening into the podcast and they want to get in touch with you for any reason whether it's for you know to, to join one of the weekly the uh, mini athletics classes in dundalk try the swords whether it's you know to get started in terms of getting a franchise set up around the country or just for any questions for getting in, involved in a school or birthday parties down the line how can they go about doing that yeah, I would say um, I would say go on to the Instagram page, uh, Mini Athletics DDS. Uh, so that's Dundalk Draw the Swords. So D for Dundalk and D for Draw the, and S for Swords. Uh, go on to the Instagram page or go on to the Facebook page, Mini Athletics Dundalk Draw the Swords. That'll be the best place. And then there's MiniAthletics.com as the website. So there'll be the three three protocols I go to. And in in terms of someone starting a, a franchise in a different part of the country, what? What does that process look like? What what does that entail? What is required? Because of course, mini athletics is, is big over in in England, and it's you know you're now the the head of the man, master franchise here in Ireland. So it's not just anyone at any time can start up a, a franchise. So what are the requirements? What would that setup process look like? Yeah, the requirements would be you could contact me on them pro- three protocols: the Instagram, Facebook, or the website. Contact us there. And once you contact us, then we would say, right, go on to the website, have a look at the franchising section. The franchising section would be like, right, this is what a franchise is. This is what's going to happen. So you'd read that. If you're happy with that, happy with everything, then you would contact us again. We would set up a call and we would look at your area. So say your area was Limerick, Galway and Clare, because that would be a nice big area, Limerick, Galway, Clare. It's not just specifically Limerick. It'd be kind of like I have done dog draw the swords. It would be like it's it. There's an hour between say Limerick or or Galway or whatever it is. Um. So we'd look at your area. We'd say right, this is the population. Um. So it, it mini athletics will do well. There's lots of kids. There's lots of families. And um, we're happy with it. Then we would look at so that'd be Zoom call one. Then Zoom call two would be um. You know what the cost things behind it how much would a child pay into the class what would bear to parties look like what would summer camps look like what would all the services look like how much would i have to pay to to be a franchise am i happy with it 
So then once the area is done, once the finance bit's done, then we'd hand over the contract and we'd say, are you happy? They'd read the contract. If they are, they'd sign it. And then we'd get into the training weekend and we'd get into um, you launching your first class, say next January or whatever it is. So it is a, it's, it's a bit of a process in the sense, but of course, if you're taking up three big areas, there is a lot that goes into it in terms of finding if those areas are worth setting up in, in terms of people's interest within those areas, finding the facilities as well, and coaches. So it isn't a, an overnight thing. It is a thing that takes a while. Even yourself, who was the only person doing mini athletics over here in Ireland, but at the same time, you couldn't go full-time when you first started. Yeah, like when I first took on mini athletics, I was thinking about it. Like, as you say, it's not an overnight thing. So I thought about it and said, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do this. Brilliant. I want to do it. Then I had last minute think, t- thinking about it. And I said, no, no, I don't want to do it. It's, it's too much. It's too much responsibility. Blah, 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 blah. Then I got an email back from the owner and he said, right, I hope when mini athletics does come to Ireland, you bring your kids and they have a great time. And when he said that, then I said, no, I, I don't want to bring my kids to it. I want to set it up. I don't want the opportunity to have passed me. And um, I think mini attacks is the best thing I've ever done. I absolutely love it. I want to inspire kids. I want to bring them happiness. I want the next generation to see that. I want it to be a stepping stone for their athletics career for their football career. It doesn't have to be athletics. It can be their swimming career. It's just all about getting them started. Mini athletics is about getting them started, giving them confidence, and then moving on to the next next point. Uh, I love it. Definitely, definitely. So down the line, what, what are some, some goals, whether it's in, in the near future, in the long term for a mini athletics, and you know, for, for, for yourself? Yeah, I think the goals would be get our first franchise, get our first area, have someone in place, give them the support, and for them to be success, and for them to be a success. Mini Athletics is four years old now this year, just there the other day. And yeah, I want us to be five years old, six years old. Apparently, if you're 10 years old, um, your business is there forever to say, and if you've made it to 10 years, then hopefully to say you won't fail. Definitely, but um, no. Of course, we'll we'll leave links to the Mini Athletics website and the Instagrams down in the description below, so anyone can head over and find out more details and get in touch when within any area that they um they they feel fit fits them and, and their life. Um, so obviously we wish you all the best with the Mini Athletics. We'll once again have you on the podcast in the future. Hopefully it won't be as long as it was um last time. Um, when 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 more things come up at any time, if you need to jump on. Just, uh, just let me know, and as well, especially if you, you set up a couple more franchises in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect, Killian. Thanks for having me back in. No problem at all. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's always an honour, and um, obviously, I'm sure we'll, we'll be in touch as well in, in the meantime. Um, of course, Mini Athletics have done great things over the past two years supporting this podcast as well. So, do really, really appreciate that. And then, um, like you said, in, in the near future, we'll definitely have you back on. Thanks, Gillian. Thank you. Thanks very much. No problem at all. And as well, for everyone watching and listening at home, we do really appreciate it, and we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.